Blog Talk Radio. It's time for your NCAA and NFL Pick'em Show with Tim and Tom. Be sure to join the guys as they discuss why they're taking their spread picks and their over and unders. Don't miss it as they can help you win a lot of money. Also listen in for random hockey and NBA picks as well. You're not going to want to miss this on the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. And it's brought to you by wowfreecam.com and the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Now, to pick your winners and win you some money, here's Tim and TR. Take it away. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Wide Man Can't Jump Pick Show. It's Friday afternoon, November the 30th. This is TD coming to you from the Great White North, as always. Tom Robinson on hiatus as he is uh, deeply immersed in a tour of Roman bathhouses at this moment. Um, So joining us in a few minutes will be Nate Bush. And, of course, we have ourselves a special guest today, a man who needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway, Ashland, Kentucky's own. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, champion of everything under the sun, a man that Jim Cornette, said, if you had to have somebody backing you in a fight, here was the guy you wanted. We've had him on before. He was uber popular. We've got him back again. He's the one. He's the only. Bobby Blaze. Bobby, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I cannot complain, sir. I'm up here in northern Canada. It's snowing like a bitch, uh, but other than that, things are good. That's awesome. I appreciate that great introduction. That was very kind of you. Sir, fa- uh, facts are facts, sir. We enjoyed you uh, the last time you were on when, uh, I believe that was quite a few months ago, when we did the old round table and things got uh, a little deep. Uh, today, however, we're going to have a little bit of fun, though. And uh, So how are you on the, uh, how was your knowledge of the football? Um, honestly, I used to pay a lot more attention to it than I do now, but I'm still a fan. Um, knowledge, you know, it's a sport and I love all sports. And at one time it was probably my number three all time favorite sport. Now it's just kind of, ah, you know, I, I, I watch it. I enjoy it. Um, but I, my knowledge of it, Fair enough. you know, it's just average, probably maybe a little bit above average. Yeah, we're not, uh, you know, yeah, we're not uh, we're not big on the numbers here. We're we're basically yeah. uh, what we like to we like to call gut check guys. You know, we look at the yeah, game and go, I, um, you know, like, I kind of hate the Steelers or whoever it might be, so uh, I probably won't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that kind I, of thing. It isn't. I'm not a Steeler. I, I don't hate the Steelers, but I'm just using them as an example. But no, I uh, I follow. You know, I follow the football. I enjoy it. Um, you know, I've been to a few games, and I, you know, I, I've liked it. the The best story I have for for uh, football is when I lived in Tampa. Um, the Tampa Buccaneers, of course, they they're the Tampa Buccaneers. You know what you're going to say. But every Sunday, <laughs> um, there was a the, on the way home from uh, 
uh, either dinner or church. Uh, this was back in the early 90s, and I was down at Malenko's training, and there was a yard that had a, a tree that had a big cleared-out area that had like a volleyball court and a bunch of just uh, crates of uh, beer and, and seats, and it was just like a big party they had every Sunday. But they had this tree, and on the tree, it was right off the main road, and whoever Tampa played every Sunday, whether it was home or away, they had to sign. They actually probably had two because it would either have the city or it would have the name of the team. For example, if they were playing, you know, uh, the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it would say, you know, Steelers suck or Pittsburgh sucks. <laughs> and every Sunday at noon, it was it was up by noon. You know, of course, if they played a Monday night game, it was up all day Sunday and all day Monday for that game. You know, it's just one of those things that so my brother and I for so years – before you know, uh, now, we uh, we still rib each other and send each other a text like whoever uh, you know the Bucks play for example whoever they play this week uh, I think they play uh, uh, who, who they play. anyway whoever they play sucks and that's what would be on that side of play, play. a big joke of it <laughs> so who's who in your opinion who's crazier uh, football fans or wrestling fans. Oh, you know what, man? There's some crazy ass football fans out there. I, I, that's a tough question. Um, you know, because of the exposure back in the day, I would say, you know, all the stuff you used to see uh, growing up uh, on TV with with the access of the uh, you know NFL and in college, I, I'm gonna go with crazier fans were uh, football fans. That's just my opinion. I mean, I've seen I've some seen crazy wrestling uh, fans, but there are some real, real dedicated. I mean, nuts. watch a. Uh, all you got to do is watch like a Raiders game, and you see some of those people in the crowd that have spent a lot of time to look how they look. Or at least I hope they spend a lot of time to. I hope they don't look <laughs> like that twenty-four-seven. Um, and then you take like uh, Eagles fans. There's another bunch of. Uh, you know, throwing snowballs at Santa Claus and shit oh, of yeah. that nature. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the price of the jerseys, and they'll buy, you know, grown men wearing other men's, you know, jerseys. And um, then you got characters. The one guy, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I, I know he has a name that had the uh, dress of, the, you know, the mascot, you know, Vikings. They have several people that, you know, look like. Yeah, Vikings. I can't remember what the Vikings <laughs> guy's name was, but. Yeah, but you know they. Uh, yeah, I, would just I, I know who you're talking dude. about, though. That dressed up every week and. Um, yeah. Like, we've got a. Yeah. We've got a I'm gonna say, already. I'm gonna say pro. I'm gonna say football fans in general. You know, college at least. You know, it's a bunch of college kids that are there supporting their team and and having a good time, of course, and living that college experience. And, and they're crazy in a different way because of the age group that they represent in the schools, et cetera. But NFL, man, them damn pants. Those fans, I think, are by far uh, way more wilder and nuttier uh, than wrestling fans. So then, then, it, then the question bears asking, and because you're Bobby Blaze, I've got to ask it. You think they're the, the women are hotter in uh, football than in uh, wrestling? The fan base. Uh, man, you you know what I think it is. I think it's um, the standards a little bit higher for the uh, 
women that you see at NFL games because they have the money to actually go to the games or they're dating a man <laughs> or married to a man. I would have to think that the, to take the, his family uh, or his wife or his girl to a damn NFL game, although ticket prices, you know, have increased and stuff for wrestling. Um, I, I think personally behind the scenes, some of the women are, are hotter in wrestling, but, um, uh, and of course, in ring products, some of those, the lady professional wrestlers, I'll give them credit, but, uh, fan base wise, uh, man, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, once again. I'm gonna go up the NFL, man, because uh, those women they know what they're doing. Um, they've either married or dating the right people to have the kind of money to take them to uh, <laughs> to get to those kind of games, you know. So, well, you're, to the you got to be roughly around uh, roughly around my age. So I'm pretty sure if I was to say the words to you, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, that would probably yeah, um, in yeah that's what everyone would associate first with um, the uh, – yeah, we're probably close to the same age. Um, but, yeah, that that was, you know – I met – when I lived in Baltimore, I met several Raven cheerleaders worked out at to uh, one of the gyms I worked out of. And, and they were nice, you know, looking ladies and, and things. Um, and not that I was eyeballing them or anything like that. I'm just saying it was nice. And they, one of them was a lawyer. She just enjoyed doing it, you know, fresh out of law school. And just, you know, so those girls, you know, the cheerleaders, I know they don't make a whole lot of money for those games. Um, they're out there just having a good time and are good looking. But, yeah, you have to go back to, like you said, what do you say right there says it all. Hell, who doesn't? Which woman wouldn't want to grow up? Speaking of guys our age, probably the girls wouldn't want to be a you know Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we're getting some we're getting some feedback from somewhere. Yeah, I heard that too. That's that's for me. Oh, that would be Nate Bush. The great Nate Bush has joined us, but is that a convenience store or a gas station? Hey, Nate. What's up, Bobby? I, I figured one of the cheerleaders trying to get a hold of Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Bobby. When when the woman sends you a message, stop at the store and pick this up. By God, you stop at the store and you pick it up. I know my role. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is what you get for for <clears throat> making babies with a woman. This is the price you pay, sir. Yeah. <laughs> And congratulations, by the way. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Sorry, I was running a little behind. I've had a bunch of stuff to do today, but I wanted to make sure I got on this chat because this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Well, good. I'm glad. I appreciate you guys inviting me on here. Uh, I'll share what limited knowledge I have of you know college and pro football. I, I enjoy both. You know, it's um, and I enjoy being on podcasts. As you know, I'm a podcast mark man. What can I say? Um, I enjoy listening and, and of course, being a guest. And um, some have even went so far as to call me a podcast personality. But uh, I'm just me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I've really enjoyed the last uh, – actually, I've enjoyed every episode of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blade. In case anybody hasn't checked that out yet, go out and find it. It's well worth your time. I enjoy it. It makes my hour commute every day worthwhile. And, I really like the show. Jeremy do a great job. And looking forward to the next episode. 
Well, I appreciate that. We're we're real happy with the podcast. Um, hold on one second. Let me double check something here. Uh, come in. Can you still hear me clear? Yeah. Yep. No problem. Okay. Good. That, that's much better. Um, I couldn't hear you there for a second. Uh, yeah. Our we're real happy with the um, with the podcast. Um, we kind of hit a uh, standstill with. Uh, uh, some schedules uh, changing for work, uh, you know, things like that. So we're probably uh, we were, were we were every Friday morning release, and now we're going to be, you know, probably releasing on a Tuesday. Uh, we're recording again tomorrow. Top ten uh, territories back in the day, and of course there was, you know, almost forty territories at one given at any given time. But we're going to be doing uh, the top ten. Um, territories coming up soon and the uh jeremy my co-host he does a great job with it and um we just you know we go back and forth we get some fan input we love when fans you know give us some of their input um and you know just like with anything else um as you gentlemen know you're not going to make everyone happy but but that's but when you're just trying to do 10 you know, we start off with 20, 25, you know, different people or or whatever the topic may be, and we just keep eliminating down to what we think would would make our list. And uh, we actually get a lot of good feedback on that, that we, we are making, you know, good decisions and put some thought into it as wrestling fans. And then from my perspective of being one of the boys, you know, I always have some kind of a nine times out of 10, I have some kind of a story associated with one of the guys or girls and, um, that adds to the show too, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad I can provide that. So it's, I, I appreciate that very much. So no, no problem. Very much enjoy it. I can't Thank wait. You. And the guy that does the outro, he does a fantastic job. Whoever that is, that guy, we, we <clears> give him <throat> give him more time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> who, who does the what? The outro on the show. Oh, yeah, you know what? Big props. Thank you. I didn't understand what you said because I started to say text Text does our graphics, uh, a gentleman oh, out South does Carolina. Too. Text does a great job. But you know what? Um, truthfully, uh, I meant to send you a thank you to the person that did the outtake a couple weeks back, and uh, I had been having computer problems, and that's no excuse, but I got that straightened up. Uh, but, man, yeah, that – my brother sent me a text just the other day that he um, that he listened all the way through, you know, because he didn't know the outtake was coming up, and he put it on there. I mean, he put it over big time. He didn't know uh, he didn't know who done it or anything, nothing like that. But yeah, you done a uh, Nate props. Thank you very much. You done a wonderful job, and I'm very very pleased. I knew it was coming, but I actually had forgotten about it. And so when I heard it a couple uh, weeks back, I popped. Uh, no problem. Anytime. I just appreciate you guys letting me do it. But that's, uh, you know, I know we're on this podcast with the uh, the wide men and we're doing the football, but um, the thing is, that's the way you make it in anything in your podcast or, or wrestling and, and, and those type of things. Uh, we're all, you know, when you help each other, that's one of the things we try to do in the uh, um Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast is we we try to excuse my language we try not to shit on other people or browbeat other people or put other people down that's one of our goals uh, we don't get on a trash talk someone you know and um, yeah 
just one of the things we wanted to do. And we also, um, on, on our, I use Twitter a lot, as you know, and um, I try to promote as many other podcasts that I either listen to or people I know personally and promote them because that's the way the world should work, man. If everyone just, you know, um, cared a little bit more about others and helped more. And I'm not trying to get some Christmas season or nothing like it. I'm a bah humbug. I'm not a Christmas person. I'm just telling you every day, you know, kind of a, kind of a pay it forward person, you know, like, you know, pay it forward and uh, be thankful for what you have and, 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 and reach out and help someone else, you know, um, and man, anytime you can, you know, plug someone else's podcast or, or plug the person doing the podcast, um, to me, that's just the way it's going to, that's how you grow your audience because, you know, maybe you don't know about the, uh, you know, uh, wide men can't jump and you're listening to the, uh, bell to bell, Bobby blaze. And then there's a, you know, a follow Friday hashtag out there and you're like, Oh, well maybe I'll try this one or vice versa. Someone doesn't know about, you know, a certain podcast. So I say, you know what? I'm a, I heard uh, Nate talking about this one day. I'm, I'm going to give that one a listen. And uh, that's the way it works. When you watch, you know, I think the all-powerful Joe Rogan, if you listen to his, so many of those people have went on to have their own podcast success, all because of uh, Joe Rogan putting them over, you know, and helping them out. And uh, I'm not saying we're never going to ever reach that kind of level, but on levels we're on, I think when you reach out and help each other like that, um, and you get a handful of people that stick together and don't try to crap on other people's podcast. I think that um, I think that's just a big, big plus, man. So anyway, just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. I was trying to let you. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, we don't really go. We don't set out to bury anybody. Um, in the sports realm, of course, if somebody does something stupid, uh, we're sort of obligated to kind of talk about it. And oh, oh, yeah. But we absolutely. usually, but we usually preface it with, you know, we don't know what kind of guy this guy is, like personally. Yeah. He might be the yeah. greatest guy on earth. We don't really know, but that move he pulled out there on the court was a that's a bonehead move. <laughs> right. No, I, I, it. But, I completely you know, but, understand. Uh, yeah. That. Well, there's there's no point in uh, there's no point in slinging shit at anybody. Yeah, I just, just meant that more it. in a podcast way. But yeah, as as, as you're doing your yeah, sports, I mean, you're watching no NBA or you're watching NFL or or wrestling or whatever. Someone like you said pulls a boneheaded move or something or does something idiotic. I mean, yeah, you got to point that out. You know, that's that's just part of it. But yeah, as far as burying right. another podcast, because uh, I've noticed that with yours being, we don't. And every once in a while, we talk about wrestling, but not that often. Um, I used to be like the biggest wrestling podcast mark going, except maybe for Nate. But I've found lately <laughs> so many of the re- so many of the wrestling podcasts have become. Um, so and so said this about something that happened back in 1988, <laughs> and he's full of shit. And no, and then you'd, you'd listen to the other guy's podcast, and no, 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 he's a liar, and a, a blah blah blah, and it's some of the big big guys and i gotta be honest it, it's irritating and i've stopped listening to just about all of them and it's sad because i'm sure there's good stories on there but that person in particular eh, screw it i'm gonna name names because this is our podcast i can do what i want yeah um yeah uh you've got russo you got bischoff you got pritchard you got 
Uh, Shivani doesn't do it too often. Uh, even the Jim Ross show the other day, they start to bury people, and it's just like, come on, you guys are like upper echelon in the numbers area anyway. You don't yeah. need to do this. You don't need to do this. Uh, you could tell your stories and go, you know, okay, we agree to disagree and leave it at that. But this personal stuff of wanting to kill guys, and he says, Russo the other day is everybody's a liar except for him. <laughs> Maybe it's part yeah. of the act. I don't know. But it's yeah, annoying. I don't know because I, I don't personally like like some of the stuff that I hear him say. And um, I wasn't around when he was there. I was already gone. And I'm rather thankful for that, to be honest with you. Um, I just have a, a no. I don't well, you listen know, to his I've podcast. I've never heard you know? anybody when your name comes up in particular. Um, I've never heard anything but positive. I've never heard well, anybody say, you know, Bobby Blaze was a scum or, or didn't do what he was told or wasn't a worker or whatever other words or terminology you want to throw out there. Um, and of course, Jim, Mr. Cornett, <laughs> very highly of, speaks very yes. highly of you. And, uh, you know, so count yourself lucky that you're not, you're not involved in any of that mess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, and you know, and also to have Jim, um, I think the last two or three podcasts, uh, he's thrown my name out there towards the end for, for different reasons. And, um, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of both his programs and um, when when I hear that, I, I, I mark out, not for myself, I just mark out knowing that um, it, someone that I respect and care so much for that I was an employee of and worked around and with that um, we you'll never hear me ever say anything bad about Jim Cornette. Uh-huh. I mean, I said that last year at WrestleCade, you know, and I said it on my podcast, um, I think the world of him, he gave me my first break in the U.S., he he was aware of my um, work, uh, my wrestling ability through the way, you know, I had sent him tapes and pictures and by the time I got a tryout, et cetera. And um, uh, to me, it's one of the greatest experiences ever. And I enjoyed, you know, working in the Smoky Mountain Wrestling for Jim Cornette. And um, I, I can honestly say also, I think he's one of the, and I think it's safe to say, he's one of the greatest minds of all time in professional wrestling. Um and the the other person right now that I think who makes a lot of sense that on the same level as Cornette as far as wrestling is uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan. When you listen to Kevin talk, uh, those guys just know so much uh, inside and out and how things work and how they could do things. And I just have a lot of respect for guys like that. And uh, with Jim, to mention my name, it's just an honor, um, and I'm not a glory hound. People that know me know that I'm I'm actually pretty modest about most things. Uh, but man, that just it, it it makes my heart smile, especially if I'm having a bad day or something, or I'm sitting here by myself and I've got that on, and then I'll pop for something he'll say, knowing the knowing the story behind it. But then also later in the podcast to hear your name, I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool, you know. So uh, yeah. Well, love him, love him or hate him. He's still Jim yeah. Cornette, if that makes if that makes sense. And even yeah. his worst enemy, even his worst enemy, Mr. Russo, does admit that you know Jim is a genius when it comes yeah. to wrestling. So you know, say what you want about it. But enough about the wrestling boys. Let's get down yep. to business. Is everybody ready to talk a little bit of? Where do you want to start, Nate? NFL football. Want to ease uh, it in with some okay. NFL? 
do NCAA since it's championship weekend and there's less games. And, there's not very many, and we're only we're only going to hit the the uh, the bigger ones because there's a couple okay. that no. But you I guys really hear if you guys hear anything in the background that would be my son. All right. Well, you hear somebody, you hear somebody whining, that's him because he has to burp. So okay, well, fair let's, warning. Uh, let's fire up with a with a tough one to start off. There's one game tonight in NCAA football. It is the MAC championship game. I'm going to make fun of some of these teams, so if you're somebody who, who is a fan of these teams, don't take anything personally. That's just me having a good time. Um, we've got Northern Illinois, the powerhouse that is Northern Illinois, against the University of Buffalo, and I know everybody is going, who in the hell are these two teams? <laughs> Myself <laughs> because included. <laughs> because, yeah, I'm even shaking my head a little bit at this one. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. If you just want to go with a favorite, just go with a favorite, and we'll move on to ones we know a little bit something about. Nate. You know, Nate, Nate you remember the uh, – we probably used to both be a little bit more familiar with the Mac League uh, when oh, Marshall yeah, was back in the day. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who's <laughs> in that league anymore. Uh, so I'm just going to go off the favorite on that one. We'll go with the three point. Would you say three and there a half? There we go. Well, hey, favorite, uh, if you were <laughs> if you were putting down money, that's a smart move. So there you go. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going <laughs> to take, take Northern Illinois, who's got the three and a half Husky. to start the game. And I, I like their moxie. See, Northern okay. Illinois Huskies. <laughs> Against the University of Buffalo Bulls, if that helps anyone, uh, I'm well, going to take Buffalo. Buffalo did produce. Buffalo did produce Khalil Mack to the NFL. So don't oh, forget well, there that. You go. That's a name some people will know at least. Uh, Buffalo's done pretty well this year. I'll take Buffalo in that one. Uh, okay, moving on here to some at least some places where people may know the Pac-12 championship game uh, has Utah. Number 17 ranked Utah at number 11 Washington. Uh, Washington is a five and a half point favorite. Nate, you want to go? You want me to go? I can go. Um, the Huskies had a big win last week against Washington State. They were able to uh, knock them out of uh, contention for this, and everyone took Washington State last week and. The Huskies proved it wrong, so I'm going to go with Washington. I think Washington will take it with the five and a, giving up five and a half. I will agree with that. <laughs> we should have, I'm, we should have, I'm easy. We should have got Bobby. We should have got Thomas Bain on to help Bobby. <laughs> So I'm I'm trying to just look at the uh, – I'm trying to listen and look at what your point spreads are, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we can cover that's a touchdown. Okay. <laughs> this five well, and a half. You know, I think really without – like I'm not making fun of you either. I think that is probably how most people bet. Yeah. You know, regular well, shows, you know, who aren't – Yeah. You know, making the, making the weekend bet. That's probably the logic that is used, and it probably works most of the time. To be honest. Well, they have pretty helmets, or I like their mascot name, or you know, if you go to the, <laughs> to go to the horse no, track, and Bobby. The, you know, Bobby, so. you sound like my mother. That's what my mother yeah. said. Oh, they have such they have such pretty uniforms. I, I, 
I went to a lot of greyhound racing, a lot of horse racing. I'm a big racehorse fan, so you know I'm the one that says, "Okay, that one there, he's got such a pretty name," or, uh, you know, "Oh, I know he's got a good jockey on him, but this other horse that took a dump right before it ran, I'm betting on it." You know, so uh, on this here, I'm your, I'm gonna be your average Joe punter and probably uh, try right. to protect okay. my. Uh, I'm fine with that. I got a monopoly money investment here uh, and go I've with. Actually got a- I got a pretty funny right, story well, about dog, a dog track. I got a pretty funny story about a dog track. Uh, Mardi Gras Casino in uh, Nitro, West Virginia, over Cross Lanes, actually. Yes, Bobby been there plenty of times. Yep. <laughs> oh, same here. Well, we were there one night, a bunch of us from uh, Dameron's All Star Wrestling Crew. Shout out to them. We were all there, and um, Jimmy Hart was there with us, and we were all watching the Greyhound races. So I look over at Jimmy and I say. You know, I'm going to pick a trifecta, Jimmy. Pick me a pick me a dog. You know, he's like, hey, baby, no, number two looks like a good one, baby. I'll do the one I do. So I go over. So I, I go over and I place my trifecta bet. And they shoot old Sparky out of there and they take off. And wouldn't you know it, old number two wasn't anywhere near the trifecta line. So I'm just looking at Jimmy Hart like, thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate it. But no, it was pretty fun. Well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I betted there one time on a Sunday afternoon. This is a straight shoot. Uh, before it became Mardi Gras, when it was just pretty much the track, and they'd done a bunch of simulcast. They may have opened a little bit of the upstairs part at that point, but anyway, they opened the box when Sparky came around, and I kid you not, the dog that I had bet was in the damn box backwards. <laughs> it had some. It had, I, I'm telling you, it had some way turned around, and I, and I it was like third race, and I thought, okay, this is the way my day is going to go. <laughs> yeah. And oh I was Lord, I've had. And one of my friends started yelling, and I was like, "What?" And I was looking, and he goes, "It's it's in the box backwards. It's trying to etch its way out." And I, because I'm waiting, and they're already, they're already halfway down the, the, by clubhouse by that point. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> That's what I bet it on. <laughs> That's horrible. So, so I'm going to go wow. with the favorites on a lot of these. <laughs> All right. So, so you, okay. I'll make that a, a trifecta. I'll take Washington, too. I think five. Okay. Minutes. There not we go. Much, not too much trouble for Washington. Uh, moving on. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting into the biggies. The Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. The University of Texas Longhorns against Jim Ross's favorite team, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, seven and a half point favorites. Nate. It's hard to beat a team twice in one season playing football. That being said, Texas beat Oklahoma. Uh, the last time they played. Oklahoma's defense might as well be non-existent. They were against West Virginia, but West Virginia put up 50-some points and still lost. I think Oklahoma wins the game, but I think Texas keeps it to within three, so I'm taking Texas with the points. Ooh. Man. All I had to do with Deal with that, Bobby Blaze. I, I had a check mark by Oklahoma Sooners uh, I, because I looked at one that was ranked 14th and one that was ranked 5, and I was like, okay, take the team that's ranked higher. And also I knew that they had just beat West Virginia. So 
Um, I'll go. The, the points will probably get me Nate, but I, I'm gonna just go with the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, yeah, there. <laughs> hey, no. Well, I'm, I'm to make you feel better about that. I'm right there with you. I think Oklahoma will. Uh, they will take uh, their loss to Texas early in the year and uh, figure that one out and pound Texas. They have to. They they've got to. They've got to make a super statement if they want to get into the. They got to win and they got to win huge. So they're going to come out and smack Texas around, and we're going to hear Jim Ross yell out some crazy stuff like "Stone Cold, Stone Cold," something, something nutty like that, <laughs> like he always does when they win. Uh, I'm going with Oklahoma on that one. Okay. All right. This is now we're getting into your guys's. Uh, this might be a little more in your neck of the woods. Uh, uh, we got the uh, Sun Belt Conference Championship. Uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns against Appalachian State. Uh, Appalachian State is 16 and a half point favorites. Well, the thing about Appalachian State, they have actually, in the past few years, have beaten some big teams for some upsets. Um, I didn't know there was that. What did you say? It was a 16 point favorite? Sixteen and a half point favorite. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go up Appalachian State, man, and that's closer than Louisiana. So, <laughs> was it was it Lex, was it Lafayette? You said no. Uh, this uh, Louisiana, it says. I guess yeah. that must be must be. Uh, yeah, no, it's not the U or the College of. Just says Louisiana yeah. Raging Cajuns. I mean, I know Appalachian Raging Cajuns. That's in North Carolina, correct? Yes. Okay, so I know where they are, but well, I know where Louisiana is, but I'm not sure where the school yeah. is in the state. Yeah. Um, they right, had a Bobby couple Blaise players there make it takes to the. They've had players in the uh, NBA and NFL, if I'm not mistaken, from the uh, Raging Cajuns. I think they got a good track team, too, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm going to still go for Appalachian State based on this past performances. <laughs> of uh, Even though they're the favorite, they have also beaten some big schools. I think they beat, was, Nate, was it Michigan a few years back in the first game of the year or something? Yeah, yes. So, see, yeah, I, I do know some stuff, but I'm going to still go for <laughs> Appalachian State. Um, having been down near that campus uh, back when we wrestled in that area of Smoky Mountain, so... I'm going to right. um Appalachian State to cover that spread because Appalachian State, if anybody forgets this season, took Penn State to overtime earlier in the year. And Louisiana, it's Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, they had to beat L.A. Monroe. They they never they kept it close and won some games. They lost to Troy. Um, and they actually lost by 10 to Appalachian State the last time they played. So I'm going to go ahead and take Appalachian State to win this one. Well, I'm going to make that a sweep. And I'm, okay. uh, and I'm going to throw out there that our our friend and co-host, uh, Tom Robinson, hates Appalachian State with a passion. I don't know <laughs> why, but he does. And he won't bet on them <laughs> ever. So I figure that's a pretty damn good reason to put your money on Appalachian State because – He's either 100% right or 100% wrong, it seems. So I'm going to take Appalachian State, too, and make that one a sweep. Okay. 
All right, now we're getting really in your back in your backyard. This isn't a title game or anything, but it's it must just be part of the schedule. Uh, Marshall is on the road, well, as much as it can be on the road to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is three and a half point favorites over Marshall. Well, you want to go, Nate? You guys want to go first, or um, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, Marshall never has success when playing in Lane Stadium. That's one of the hardest places to go in and win. They gave Notre Dame all they could handle. Virginia Tech is down this year. They're not. Um, they're not really as good as you would I'd want them to be, or well, think they would be. I should throw out but there they, that this their bowl season is on the line here. Yeah, Virginia Tech yeah, is five I, I and six, so they need to win if they're going to get into a bowl game. Yeah, they need this win. They're playing at home. Inner Sandman will be rocking. The whole stadium will be packed. Um, Marshall needs more than three in this one, so I'm going to take Virginia Tech. Well, I hate to go against Marshall because I'm a Marshall fan. Uh, I've seen them play a couple times this year. I usually stick around till halftime. Um, but being on the road and with this being a bowl, the Virginia Tech needing this for a bowl uh, bid, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech because they'll beat them by more than three easy. Well, no, I don't. I feel like the fool because I am going to pick Marshall, who has, oh. I have picked almost all year long, and they have done me well. Um, I will stick with them. Marshall will defeat Virginia Tech. So there you heard it here first. That's right. Um, I'm check that score and I, for sure. And, of course, I am quite happy to admit when I am wrong come Saturday. Um, <laughs> moving on. Conference USA Championships. More uh, Southern teams. University of Alabama, Birmingham. At Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee State. Uh, uh, only a one-point favorite, so basically a toss-up on this one. Hmm. I'm taking Middle Tennessee. No rhyme or reason. You're taking Middle Tennessee with, what, one point? One Give it up. So, um, I, you know what? I'll, no, you know what? University of Birmingham, Alabama. Is that who you said? They got. That is, sir. They're, they're more of a basketball team. I'll go with Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee I'm gonna, State. I'm, I'm going to go with Middle Tennessee too because I have to admit my ignorance and say that I don't really know very much about either of these two teams. So that's kind of a Roll the dice. I know UAB uh, right. because of the basketball program, not because of their football program. Yeah, I know more about them in that sense <laughs> yeah. than I do about their football yeah. team. Yeah. So, UAB actually, um, UAB's actually got a recruit coming in um, to their program in the next few years who played in West Virginia. I uh, forget the school that he played at, but his last name is Aqua Breezy. He's a big six foot eight forward that played um, in West Virginia. I had a chance to do some commentary on some of his games. Aqua Dude, Breezy. Legit player. Really? He's a... Uh, what? Wow. Aqua Breezy. That's his name? You're kidding. Right? <laughs> You're kidding, right? I kid you not. 
Okay, well, I can top that. I got to throw this story out there. It has nothing to do with sports <laughs> or anything else, but you got you got to hear this. I read this yesterday. Uh, a lady got really upset. She had her took her little girl on a on a, a trip on an airplane. And they got up to the uh, counter, and she gave her a boarding pass to the, uh, you know, this chick behind the counter. And the woman starts laughing. And the mother is like, what, you know, what's so funny? And she goes, well, I I think there must be, like, a mistake on your boarding pass here. Um, What's your daughter's name? And the woman says, it's Ab City. And the woman is like, you know, Ab City, like, you know, Ab's. Yeah. And city? <laughs> and the woman is, no, 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 no. It's absidy. you got to say it all, you know, one flow. She spelled her child's first name, A-B-C-D-E. Absidy. <laughs> uh, yeah. My, and she couldn't quite understand where the, why that was funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Good. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, here's another game got one of your well, sort of locals involved. The University of Memphis uh, at the University of Central Florida, the number eight ranked Central Florida, for the American Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, UCF is favored by uh, a pile, I believe. I have to look that up on yeah. the other site. because it's. And they're eleven and zero, right? Yeah, they're they're looking for I don't know. They're they're going to try to do whatever they can to get them. You know, UFC is only favored by three points. Okay, this should be the Armando Martinez game of the week, Nate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're 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 trying to get somebody at the at the committee to notice the fact that they haven't lost a game in two years, but yeah. nobody's paying any but nobody's paying any attention. So. Um, I'll just jump right out and say I'll take UCF at the three points all day long. I'm with you on that one. Make it a trifecta. I'm definitely on that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think that that's just a no-brainer. <laughs> all right, now we're gonna get in. Well, no, I'll save that game. I'll, I'll save that one for last. Uh, we've got the Mountain West Football Championship, Fresno State, number 25 ranked against number 22 Boise State. And this game, the line is even on this game. So, straight up, gentlemen. Yeah. My brother worked, lived out in California for a while and turned me on to, this is 20 years ago probably, to Fresno State. And then back when uh, Boise State used to play Marshall, and I guess that's been 20-some years ago, they was in the same conference there in the playoffs, it seemed like. And Boise State used to come here, we'd go there, what have you. That to me, when I I did look at this game because I always think that is one of the better games that you'll watch every year. For some reason, those two teams, it just seems like it's um, it's it's back and forth. They it's like they hate each other or something. Um, I wouldn't know who to take. I, I think I would take Boise State just if they are at home, um, which they are. Correct. Correct. On that's that the only reason I'm field. taking Boise State. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm taking them. But that Fresno State team, them, what are they, the Bulldogs? They are literally like Bulldogs, Correct. Pit Bulls, whatever. Uh, I know it's two different dogs. They're just like wild dogs out there. And But I, those two teams always impress me 
If you want to watch a good football game, that game always seems to be one of the better football games you'll watch. But uh, I'm going to go with Boise State only because they are at home. Um, I'm going to do the same as Bobby here. The home team, Boise State, they're hard to uh... – they're hard to beat at home. That blue field seems to throw people off. And I don't mean blue field West Virginia where all the smoking out <laughs> titles took place. Um, but, uh, yeah, that their blue turf is tough. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with them. I'm going to go with Boise. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to triple that. And for those who might care, Boise has played Fresno this year and actually won by seven points um, not that long ago, a couple weeks back. So there is that to throw in there. So we're all on board on that one. Okay. Uh, we got only two or three left here, and then we can move on to the NFL. Uh, we've got uh, number two Clemson at Pittsburgh for the ACC championship game. Um, apparently, the Vegas doesn't think much of this game. Clemson by twenty-seven and a half. Ah, uh, Clemson, twelve and zero, man. Two uh, two quarterbacks that quarterback running back situation there. Um, yeah, I'm going Clemson all day on that game. That's a lot of points, but Clemson is as high powered as high powered can get, and their defense is a grown man's defense. Pittsburgh won't put much up on the board, and Clemson's going to score all day. I'm taking Clemson. Uh, I think you are 100% right what you said. Clemson will score all day, and Pittsburgh will be very, very hard to get much off. And Pittsburgh's yeah. a good team. I'm not knocking Pittsburgh at all. No, They're no, a good I team. understand. Yeah. Clemson's on another level. Yeah, I, have this, I just have this, this this part of me that wants to that just thinks that spread is a little bit too much until I go look at the scores <laughs> that Clemson has put up this year, you know, 63-3. Yeah. 59 to 10, 77 to 16. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these guys can put up the points. That, uh, and I yeah, think got... when, you, when you look at the defensive points that they're giving up, I mean, the, the, I think that they're like grown men on the other side. You know, that defensive is grown men. <laughs> they're grown ass men. You know, they're, I know it's a college team, but man, they play. They don't give up much. Yep. <laughs> look at those. And Pittsburgh kind of looks. Uh, when I look at their schedule, they kind of been hit and miss. You know, they played Penn State early in the year and just got absolutely destroyed. Um, they played the Central Florida and got absolutely destroyed. Uh, then they hung with Notre Dame. You know, only five point loss to Notre Dame. So they've got some legitimacy, but I think Clemson is just gonna. <laughs> Chew Believe it or not, historically, Pittsburgh is not a very good team at home. If you look back at their records over the years. They don't play well because when they play at home, they're playing in the Steelers Stadium. They don't feel like yeah. they have their own place. And that, playing at home is not the best thing for them. So, home field advantage won't mean much to, to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Clemson yeah. is yeah. Fair enough. we got two left to yeah. go. Um for me, this is one of the games which I think is not going to be that close. Um, Northwestern uh, on the road to Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Ohio State is 14-and-a-half point favorites. 
uh, after last week, I think Ohio State just comes out and kicks butt. I think they could go from, um, you know what, after a big loss, what Michigan just spanked them. I think they come out and they have something to prove, and um, they just go off offensively and defensively. I think they try to hold Northwestern to as little as possible, and I think they try to score as much as possible. So I'm going to take Ohio State. You know, Northwestern is a tricky a tricky team to to pick. Fourteen points. If, if the spread was maybe twenty one or twenty four. I'd probably go with Northwestern here, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. But if Northwestern can get the ball and control the time of possession, keep Ohio State's offense off the field, Northwestern's got a shot. But I think Ohio State will just be too much for them. Yeah, coming off that loss is what I'm going with on that, Nate. I think they're just going to be so pissed yeah. off and ready to go. That's, that's that's my reasoning on that. So Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State is in a, they're in a position too where they um, any chance they have of getting into the playoff. Yeah. First they got to win and then they're going to have to win big. So yeah, because they're right it's, there. It's, with, it's, uh, it's go big or go home for them, right? I mean. Yeah, because Oklahoma's eleven and one and Ohio State's eleven and one, and that's number five and number six. And you know and they got to get any they're going to get a little help from. Yeah. yeah, they're still going to require a little bit of help from somewhere too. Like uh, Georgia's probably going to have to beat Alabama, which is the. I mean, I, I'm taking Ohio State, and then that's the last game, the SEC right. championship. Number one, Alabama at number four, Georgia. Uh, Alabama is only 13 point favorites, but uh, I'm I'm going to go right out there and say I I don't think Georgia has a snowball's chance in hell of beating Alabama. Alabama is just in a league of their own. Uh, the only reason I could see is maybe that Alabama doesn't doesn't come out and win is because they don't need to. Because even if they lose, they're still in the they're still in the top four. They're not going to fall that far. Uh, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think Alabama's going to cover that thirteen. Um, they got a quarterback there that is just can't do it. Yeah, anymore. he's he's the Heisman <laughs> candidate, and um, yeah, he you know, can't do anything wrong. Well, but no, why do you even think about you know? Okay, let's 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 take a chance, you know. Um, well, they got no pressure. Let's get out there, get out there, and kick ass, and and um, and beat Georgia. You know, I know Georgia's all tough, on Georgia. Four, Eleven and one, but yes, yeah, all on Georgia. But um, uh, yeah, that's just it. It's Alabama's to give away and Georgia's to take. But I don't think I don't think Bama's giving anything away. And I don't think Georgia's taking anything. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Alabama. As much as there's something in me that's saying you should take Georgia with the points. You should take Georgia with the points. But in good conscience I can't. So I'm gonna take Alabama. They're just too good. The only thing that's I mean, got Alabama has be- not I mean, they haven't even come close to being beat. Not even close. Yeah. They had a what a first. They had a first half, I think, against Texas A&M way back in week five or six or something like that, where it was close at the half, and they still won by twenty-two yeah. points. You know, and after no, they that, had I mean, the, they, uh, they were tied against the Citadel after the first half, but then they ended up running away with that one too. Fifty-seven. They're too much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they took like LSU, which is a good team, 
you know, twenty nine to nothing on the road. Uh Mississippi yeah. State, which is also a good team, twenty four you know, twenty four nothing shutout. They made Auburn look absolutely horrible last week. I mean Auburn uh, maybe not the greatest team in the world anymore, but hardly hardly a joke. And they just clobbered them. I mean it, yeah. the game was over in you know, the first quarter. So all right, we're 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 all on board there. Tide's gonna roll, much to Conrad's delight. <laughs> Love Conrad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't say anything bad about Conrad. He'd been nice to me. You know, you know what we up. need. You know what this world That's needs. All I, got to I go swear with. the world this. The world needs a Jim Hurd podcast, just to hear all the stupid decisions he made back in nine in <laughs> a early Jim 90s. Hurd podcast. Is Jim Hurd <laughs> yeah. still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Is he? I thought I'd read somewhere that he had passed, but. Well, good. I mean, I don't, I don't hate so. anybody enough to want them dead, so... I no, you're not. I think I heard recently someone speaking... No, I was just going to agree with Nate there. I, I, I seem like I heard someone recently speaking and mentioned his name that he is still alive. Um, on some oh, podcast, I don't know who who's I heard it on, but I, I do think that... Um, that uh, Not that I wish him or anyone else to be dead. Not, you know, I'm... I wasn't there when Jim Hurd was there or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think someone's podcast recently mentioned that he was still around. Okay, yeah, he's still he's 79 and still okay. alive. Because um, I don't I'm think, you know, him. even short of Jim Ru- of Jim Vince Russo, I don't think I've ever heard uh, such a universal dislike of a man. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything nice about that guy, ever. I've at least heard some people say some nice things about Russo. Uh, Jim Hurd. Yeah, no Russo. I'm talking about Jim. I'm talking about, about Jim Hurd. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Russo people have said, you know, well, Vince did care for about his family. Jim Hurd. Nobody ever said a nice word about Jim Hurd. <laughs> I talked to J.J. Dillon I mean, about Jim Rick Hurd Flair. Just, Flair, Flair doesn't hate him. Flair hates him. J.J. Dillon calls somebody an idiot. Yeah, Cornette can't stand him. Cornette would like to yeah. put a bullet in him. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Uh. All right. Well, anyway, moving on to the NFL. This will be a little bit okay. a little bit more interesting, probably. Um, just a quick. Uh, Nate and I both put our foots in our our feet in our mouth uh, as the Cowboys beat the Saints on Thursday, much to everyone's surprise. Even the Cowboys, Nobody I think, that. At, that, at that result. So we, we were wrong on that one. Uh, moving to the Sunday games. The Baltimore Ravens on the road. Yeah, I heard a cat. Ravens versus Atlanta in Atlanta. At the Falcons. Uh, surprisingly, the Falcons. the Falcons are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, when I was a fan of the Ravens, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I always, I, I'm a, um, I, I, let's see, what's the best way? I really like um, the AFC North because to me, they were last to play that, just that beat them up the middle, still play that ground and pound football that I, that, that was most pre- familiar with as far as just, you know, football, just ground and pound, tackle, you know, uh, 
not a whole lot of passing. Uh, other there was, don't get me wrong, back through the years it was passing, of course, but they just those teams were really tough. All, all four of those teams in that AFC North, but um, Ravens going down to Atlanta. Um, what's Atlanta's like? Only won four games this year, maybe something like that. It's Ravens like won six. Yeah, four and seven. Ravens going in there. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Would you say Falcons I, plus three? One and a half. One and a half. I'll have they'll yeah go. Up, I'll go to Falcons on that. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I really the Falcons defense got embarrassed. They get embarrassed weekly. Uh, Julio Jones is a great receiver, but uh, Devontae Freeman being out for the rest of the year is hurt. Tevin Coleman hasn't been the greatest replacement. Calvin Ridley hasn't been the player they thought that he would be. Austin Hooper's not the best tight end. On defense, they give up big play after big play. Lamar Jackson's proven week in and week out that he is a good quarterback and can do those things. Jared Allen is a great running back. Michael Crabtree's coming into his own in Baltimore, so uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think the Ravens on the road, playing in a dome, so it won't really there won't be weather issues or anything. So uh, I like I like everything you said as a Ravens fan, but that's why I'm not picking the Ravens because if I pick them, they'll fucking lose. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I, I find that quite a bit. <laughs> Just so you know, that's why I picked Atlanta. Because if I'd have said the Ravens would have won, they'd have got beat or they're going to get beat. So <laughs> I'm, I, I like what you said. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I mean, it, it does sound like the me Falcons, with Tampa. for whatever reason, this year just haven't been very good. No. Their quarterback, his numbers aren't horrible, but they're not what he normally would throw up. Um, the Ravens, once they finally decided to move away from Joe Flacco, have been better, I think. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Ravens too. I, I just don't All like. Right. The well, I hope I'm wrong. Well, time shall tell, sir. Time shall tell. Uh, all right, another bit of a snoozer game, unless you are a fan of one of these teams. Uh, Denver on the road to Cincinnati. Um, Denver is a five and a half point favorite. Um, well, being in Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati will find a way to screw it up. (laughs) And I sit there and put over how I like the AFC North, but I'm, I'm a Gulf Denver. I mean, hell, what's, uh, what's Denver's record here? Let me check this real quick. They're both five and six. Five and six. Okay. I'll still take, I'll still take Denver Broncos. (laughs) I played for a team in junior high called the Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos. Plus, the Browns oh. beat the Bengals last week. So, <laughs> hell with well, it. I'm going with the Broncos. <laughs> all you got to do is look at the Bengals' record. They're five and six, right? But they're they're one and six in their last six, or, or five or one and five. The only team okay. they've managed to beat is Tampa Bay. And that was only by a field goal. Yeah, they've lost. Don't remind to me. The, I mean, they got clobbered by the Browns last week. At yep. home. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can. And Palmer's out too, right? Palmer's out. If I'm not mistaken. Dalton, yeah, who did I say Dalton? What's yeah, Dalton. Uh, yeah, Dalton. <laughs> yeah, Howdy Doody is Howdy Doody is not quarterbacking for the Bengals yeah. this week. My bad, um, but yeah. 
I knew who I was talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I, I cannot in good conscience put my money on the Cincinnati Bengals. My my wife would uh, would uh, be very upset with me. I, I have to put it on the Broncos. Okay. Yeah, Dal- Dalton is out. Uh, A.J. Green probably not going to come back uh, anytime soon. Um, you know, Joe Mixon's had a decent season so far, but Denver Denver looked good last week. Uh, Denver's got – now they're starting to click a little bit with uh, Emmanuel Sanders at receiver, and they got rid of Demarius Thomas, which everyone thought was a mistake. But, you know, they're doing pretty well without him. Uh Philip Lindsay's the real deal at running back for Denver. He's a, a monster. Um, and I think that Denver will roll. Yeah, let's let's not forget Marvin Lewis is a putz. Well, and they hired Hugh Jackson, so they brought on the curse of Cleveland to Cincinnati, so <laughs> <laughs> what a, who made that move? Who okay that? The who same guy that keeps giving Bengals. Marvin Lewis extensions. Yeah, who, who owns the Cincinnati Bengals that allows this stuff to go on? It's ridiculous. I, I, how is Marvin Lewis still there, honestly? I could not, you know. I, we year don't know. After year, I we, we've thinking, talked about it. The world we we don't team. know. Okay, thank you. Because I, I, it, it baffles me that he's still there. Anybody <laughs> else would have been gone years ago, except for John yes. Gruden. He might be the only one who did yeah. Put up a worse record and, and stay there, but yeah, we don't we don't know. We we talked about it. Nate and I've talked about it several times. We just shake our heads. We just have to assume that I have to assume that the Cincinnati Bengals must make money at the bottom at the at the bottom line. They must make money, and their owner just doesn't give a shit. That's the only thing I can come up with. Hmm. I think Lewis has got some nude videos of the owner with somebody he's not supposed That's to. That's possible. There's been some, some with some farm yeah. animals or something like that. Something, yeah. So uh, well, uh, let's not talk about those farm animals. They took a trip down to Australia and met through the shooter. I think he took a couple pictures. <laughs> Must have, man. <laughs> oh, <boy>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that when we're done with the football. Uh Rams at Detroit. Yeah. Uh Rams Rams favored by ten points. Yeah, I think that's easy. They're ten and one. I've got them going pretty far. I've got them going pretty far. Uh probably not to the Super Bowl, but close. But uh, I think they handle Detroit pretty easy. Yeah, no yeah, argument from me. Well, I mean, you got ten and one versus four and seven, and LA's been looking real good. In Detroit, well, in a, Detroit. Detroit still hasn't decided whether they like their coach or not. Even their own players, they're they're, they're undecided yet whether they want to play for him or not. Um, well, Mark's name is Matt. Marvin Jones has done for the year as well, and they traded Golden Tate, so their number one receiver now is Kenny Galladay. Mm. So that doesn't help either. Oof. Yeah, that's not good. Um, we've got a couple of snoozers coming up here. Uh, Arizona at Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, Packers Packers by 14. Uh, should be Packers. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I'm I mean, as, as much as the Packers haven't been that good, the Cardinals are that much worse. Um, 
If it was anyway, if it was in Arizona, I, I might think the 14 was too big. But at Lambeau, it probably isn't. Um, it's going to be close to zero there. Uh, for you Americans, that's uh, 32 Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, I'll take the Packers. I'm going to well, take Arizona with the 14. I think uh, I think Arizona's got a pretty good defense, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers as of late. Uh, Randall Cobb's been hurt. So they're really relying on Devontae Adams. They've got good corners in Arizona. And Arizona's offense may not do much, but I think if you give them 14 points, I think they'll, uh, that's going to be enough for them to, to cover. So I think Green Bay wins by 10. So I'm going to take Arizona. I can't. I can't in good faith put any money on a team whose only two victories of the year are against the 49ers. Well, I was going yeah, to say, they, yeah, if you're a Cardinal or a 49er fan, both teams being at 2-9, uh, those teams have just had disappointing seasons overall. If you like the spread, take them, but I'm still going to go with uh, Green Bay. Yeah, me too. I like, um, I like the spread because I saw what Arizona did with with Kansas City, and that defense is very good. And yet they couldn't beat Oakland. Well, <laughs> nah. you know. Well, you know what, though? We've said this a couple of times this year. The NFL has been really weird this year. When you look at the you know, short of the Rams uh, and the Saints, who has really run away with anything? Nobody. we got a lot of middle-of-the-road Teams who oh, are yeah. good one week, not so good the next, and uh, it's been interesting. Uh, all right, uh, here's five, another five of six teams through there. Like you said, after yeah. Rams and Saints, you just got a lot of six and five and five and six teams, and a couple a of ties, of, middle, of course. So yeah, a, little, a lot of middle of the pack teams. Uh, here we got two more that are well lower middle. Uh, Buffalo at Miami, uh, Dolphins by three and a half. As the Bills continue to go through quarterbacks faster than Jim Cornette goes through tennis rackets. <laughs> I'm going to take Miami. What's the spread again on that game, Tim? Three, three and a half to Miami. So Miami's getting points? Yes. I, I have to wonder, because mm-hmm. I don't even know who's starting for Buffalo these days. If they got Matt Josh Barkley, Allen is. I thought I read somewhere that Josh Allen was was coming back. Allen may um, be back. Um, which I don't know why they would do that. They're four and nine, or four and seven. Sorry, um, if he was hurt even remotely, they should just shut him down and uh, save him for next year. But they won't. They'll throw him out there, and he'll get hurt again. Uh, yeah, so three, and, three and a half and the hook, three and the hook to to the where's, Dolphins at home. Where's the game at? In Miami. I'll take the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to throw it down on the Dolphins. I mean, I'm not a big Miami fan by any stretch, but Buffalo is just such a hot mess that, yeah. Uh, now, here's an interesting game, mainly because their records are so different, and yet uh, the Bears, 8-3 and three Bears, on the road to the New York Giants, who are only 3-8, and eight, but show momentary blips of being decent and then turn around and suck. Uh, I guess it depends on what version of the Giants you think are going to show up this week. Um, I'd say Artie Lang's version are going to show up as usual. 
<laughs> so the uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. <laughs> Artie, if Artie Lang's betting the Giants, um, I'm going with the Bears. <laughs> What's the spread on this game, Tim? Three and a half, Chicago. Three and a half, that's it? That's it. Artie the Cole low, is not I... taking those three and a half points. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a kind of low myself, but uh... – the Bears' defense is going to run through that that toilet paper offensive line that that the Giants have. They'll each say Quan Barkley, and Eli Manning's going to be throwing from his ass all day. Odell Beckham's going to go probably color his hair again, and yeah. you're just not going to see much out of that. Evan Ingram's been hurt. I don't even know who the number two receiver is in New York. I think it's Sterling Shepard. Meanwhile, Allen Robinson and company over on – the other side, you'll see Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard running like crazy. Allen Robinson should have a big game. I'm going with the Bears. Easily. Even without really, 50. Even without really, to 50, be honest, have... to be honest, Nate, the New York Giants second receiver is really Odell Beckham because he throws the ball almost to Barkley more times than he does to his, his wide receivers because it's the only play he has because his line is collapsed. Well, he's got to get he, – He's got to get rid of it or take an ass whip, and it's one well, of the other. Yeah, and he, I mean, say what you want, whether you're an Eli Manning fan or not, um, he has definitely lost not half a step. He's lost a full step. He can't get the ball out in time anymore, and he's getting crucified. Uh, I watched several tapes from the other week where he had guys wide open, but he was on the run already, and <laughs> – and he just doesn't have – and he's, what, 39, I want to say? I was thinking he's 39, yeah. I don't know, he's just – he's lost uh, that step, and at that level, yeah. that step is an eternity. It's, you know, we're not playing out on the on the playground anymore. And, um, yeah, I think the Bears' defense is going to eat him alive. He's going to he's gonna be looking to retire after uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah, Bears all the way on that one. Yeah. All right, Nate, here's your game. Here's your chance to shine, Nate. Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. Panthers three-and-a-half-point favorites. And they will win by 17. <laughs> Carolina <laughs> beats Tampa. They might. Okay, here's my two cents. Panthers suck. Carolina suck. Anyone plays Tampa Bay every Sunday, they suck. <laughs> did you did you catch Bobby's story at the beginning, Nate, or did you not get on on time? I, I missed him. I missed him. Oh, back oh you'll have to go it. back and listen. Bobby told me a story about uh, when he used to go to the games, and there were some people who, well, they 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 had some unique signage, and we'll leave it at that. And yeah. uh, you'll have to go back and listen. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And that's where he gets his Carolina sucks from. That's where that <laughs> hatred is coming from. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, um, don't worry. They're not going to suck this week because Tampa Bay's defense is pathetic. And Jameis Winston's the starter this week, so he'll probably suck. And then in yeah. about the third and a half quarter, what they'll do is they'll put Fitzpatrick in. And when Fitzpatrick comes in, he'll lead a valiant comeback only to come up short by about 17. So, Carolina's going to win it. And uh, Deshaun Jackson is out for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know. Tampa Bay, uh, is just, they're just another team with 
they show those momentary flashes of do you think there might be a football team in there somewhere, and then they they revert back to form and get hammered. So, yeah, I'll take yeah. the Panthers. I think you better take the Panthers on that one. Um, I was just yeah. throwing, like you said, go back and listen to the story tonight. But, yeah, just from being living down in Tampa. So, anyway, and three and a half, yeah, <laughs> Panthers yeah, all the that's way. That's a good story. All right, so we're in agreement on that one. Uh, then we've got a game I really don't think I care much about, but it's on the sked. Uh, the Colts at Jacksonville. Uh, the Colts are four-point favorites on the road. Yeah, they've been playing good lately, and Jacksonville's had a disappointing season. I'm just going to jump right in. Don't know the spread. I'm just taking Indy. Uh, Andrew Luck's been doing pretty good lately. So... Yeah, Indianapolis has been much better than what they started the season, and the yeah. the Jags are just I don't know what the hell's going on down there. But yeah, something's happened. I don't know. Been, yeah, they have not been good at all. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll take the Colts on that one too. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Indianapolis. No Blake. Sorry about that. No Blake Bortles. So Indianapolis. All right. Okay. Um, now we got an interesting, or what I, this is a game I actually would like to see, but I don't think up here in Canada, I'm not going to get lucky enough to watch it. I might have to find it streaming somewhere. The upstart Cleveland Browns at Houston to play the Texans. Uh, Houston is five and a half point favorites. Well, I'll take the Browns with the points. I like you, Bobby Blaze. I like you a lot. My thoughts exactly. I really like what's going on in Cleveland. Even if they don't win, they're fun to watch. They make their games are interesting for some reason because they're usually nail biters. Um, and they pounded Cincinnati last week. Yeah. Getting rid of Hugh Jackson didn't hurt anything, uh, as far as the uh, Browns are concerned. Um, yeah, and I'm not a big fan of the Texans, so I'll take Cleveland to to cover that five and a half. I'm going with the Texans, even though they're coming off a short week on Sunday night. They hammered Tennessee and Cleveland. They were playing the Bengals, so I don't like uh, I don't like Cleveland's chances though against Houston. So I'm going with you. I have nothing nice to say about you, sir. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on. Um, another game where I don't really care about a whole lot but it's on the schedule the unbelievably hapless New York Jets at the almost equally hapless Tennessee Titans Uh, Tennessee (laughs) an 8 point favorite at home Nate anything yeah uh, the Jets are maybe the worst franchise ever so I'm going with Tennessee. <laughs> I was going to probably beat the Jets myself, but you've already done it, so I'll go with Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I said at the beginning of the year when we did the draft special and they drafted Sam Darnold, I said, okay, I don't know what Sam Darnold's going to turn into yet. It's still too early to say, but they were already pulling the the, the the song I've heard from the New York Jets for as long as I can remember, since Joe Namath, for God's sake. We <laughs> finally got a franchise quarterback. Um, no, you don't. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many guys that they have plugged into that 
position in New York, only to fail miserably. Uh, I'll throw yeah. Mark Sanchez and, and Ken O'Brien just for starters. Uh, yeah. Chad Pennington, anyone? Um, they're horrible. I don't know why that franchise is so cursed. Perhaps maybe they should change their name. Maybe they should just fess up and say they're they're, <laughs> they're the New Jersey Nets or Jets <laughs> instead of the New York Jets. Just lay it all out there and come come clean and uh, really make the New York Giants look stupid for calling themselves the New York Giants when they don't play in New York, which right. I don't. Which is which has got to be an American thing because no self-respecting Canadian franchise would ever do that. Just <laughs> and we got um, two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told Nate, I said, how come the Brooklyn Nets didn't just stay the New Jersey Nets when they moved to Brooklyn? <laughs> but that didn't wash either. So, yeah, the Jets yeah. are horrible. I'll take the Titans all day long. Um, okay, here's here should be the game, even with the spread, this should be the easiest pick of the week. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Chiefs are 15-point favorites. Yeah, well, Kansas City. Uh, I don't know the Oakland. I don't think they – nah. Uh, you got to go with – yeah, you got to go with Kansas City there's on a, that. There's a good chance that the Chiefs might be winning by 15 after the first quarter. The Oakland Raiders have the worst coach in football. I will take <laughs> this proudly. John Gruden, but Spider 3, why banana, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> for, for anyone who who didn't know or couldn't figure it out, Nate has a very low opinion of John Gruden. Yes, he does. I'm finding that out very quickly on this yeah, in case In case anyone didn't, didn't get that from that last <laughs> comment. Don that was not a that was not a joke. The year Tom Gruden, Tom John Gruden was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl. I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. He came in that year, took Tony Dungy's team, Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy's players to the Super Bowl, where they beat the team he used to coach pretty handedly. After that, John Gruden took this team and just ran them into mediocrity, and he did such a fantastic job at it. But he had to quit and go to broadcasting. Then everybody forgot about it, and now they hired him in Oakland. And what does he do? He trades their best receiver and the best linebacker in football for pick. And everybody's sitting there and going, well, what did he do that for? And I was like, because he's John Gruden, dumbass. I told everybody to do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Gruden. Well, well I have no rant better than that, but I'm not a John Gruden fan either, so... <laughs> It's not that I. It's not that I'm not a fan. I just find he 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 somehow along the line acquired um, reputation points, and I'm not sure why. Because he hasn't really done anything. You know, My comparison would be this: I am not a Mel Kiper Jr. fan, okay? Because he will not admit when he's wrong. And and he'll say this number of pick and they're coming up for number five and they've only got six left and blah blah blah. And when he messes up, he never admits it. And I think Gruden's the same way. I think when he screws something up, he doesn't man up and admit that you know what I just fucked up. It was my fault. I just think he needs a man up. I think he, you know, as great as whatever he thinks is the greatest 
quarterback or whatever great team when he had Tampa or whatever. I just I'm just not a fan. You, you just have to be a man and man up sometimes, and I don't think he does. So, so you feel about him how I feel about Dave Meltzer, where I don't hate the man, but I just wish every once in a while he wouldn't say, well, that was the original plan, but they changed it. <laughs> I agree 100%. Oh. Now, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying Dave Meltzer doesn't know what he's talking about. He knows yeah. significantly more than me. But it irks me to no end when 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 he is wrong that he he doesn't just say oh, yeah, got that one wrong. Yeah. But so we just put anyway. uh, Kansas City over Oakland with the fifteen, and you said they may even be up by fifteen by the first uh, end of the first quarter. In the first quarter, yeah. Well, Pat, okay. I'm going to guess that Patrick Mahomes looks at that Raiders defense, and his eyes get. Uh, well, like Tom Robinson's eyes would when he's looking at black boobs. <laughs> and if you've listened to our show, you know what I'm talking about. How can I forget? Tom's just, take, Tom's just taking a beating <laughs> when he isn't here. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Vikings at the Patriots. Uh, New England, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Minnesota. Hmm. Well, I'll I'll throw my opinion out there. I've learned the hard way. Don't bet against Tom Brady at home. Just don't do it. You cannot like the Patriots. You cannot like Tom Brady. I get it. I don't. Actually, I like Tom Brady because he's a Michigan guy. I'm not a big Patriots fan, but the Patriots at home are almost always money until proven otherwise. Uh, I'll take the Patriots. Thank you very much. Um. I'm not a big Patriots fan, but um, Tom Brady's just hard to beat. They're hard to beat at home, so I'm going to go off the Patriots. You know, if this game took place in late September, I would take the Vikings. But this is the time of year when the New England Patriots turn into the New England Patriots. And this is a primetime game. This is going to be a 4 o'clock game. It's going to be getting cold and dark out. Minnesota's used to playing in a dome. Kirk Cousins, kind of unproven in the freezing cold. Um, not going to be one of the best games that they've had. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take New England with giving up yeah. five. And what you said, right. this is the time of year that the Patriots turn to the Patriots. So that was uh, I think that's the big call on that one there. That not betting against Brady. So. Yeah, well, yeah. If, there, if there is a franchise with two with a coach and a quarterback that hates losing more than those two, I don't know who it is. Yeah. Now, granted, no, no. one of these years Tom Brady's gonna gonna fold up, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. It ain't so this until year. Until it does, it ain't this year. Until, right. it, yeah, until it does, my money's on Tom Brady. There you uh, go. All right, here we in the uh, the Armando Martinez. Uh, NFL game of the week, the 49ers <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Seattle against the Seahawks. The Seahawks are 10-point favorites, and when you're done, remind me to tell you a story about the 49ers. Um, so 49ers, 2-9, going against the Seahawks. And you said this is Armando's uh, – our, our our biggest wide uh, in full disclosure the biggest fan we have is Armando Martinez. 
Yes, I so like him on game. Of, yeah, so we give him the game of the week. You know what I'm going to do? He has bought a Bobby Blaze T-shirt for me. We have corresponded. Um, I said something about a money order, and he said, man, that's OG as can be. And so, you know what? Based on that, I'm going to go off him. I'm going to go up to 49ers. <laughs> that's all I'm going on, man. Hey. Guy had my back. He had my back and got a T-shirt from me and put me over as an OG for talking about a money order. And I say, man, you're over in my book. And plus, uh, yeah, I know what a wrestling fan he is. And um, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going with I'm a team with him, tag team Armando, and I'm going to 49ers. That's that. Oh, I'm I'm having several uh, tag team names there approach or uh, popping up in my head, none of which are politically correct, and none of which I'll say on the air. <laughs> Maybe that's where my bad my bad Canadian mind oh, is. I headed. know where you're heading. I know where you're heading, but uh, you know what your mascot could be if you and Armando team up. Your mascot could be those Doritos tortilla chips, the Blaze Doritos. That would be perfect. <laughs> well, fuckers are gimmick. They gimmick infringed me, man. Uh, they should be paying <laughs> really? me money. They did. Yeah, you should talk to those people. But uh, uh, we got a lawyer. Armando. We know a lawyer. <laughs> I know a guy. Armando's you know a guy. birthday was this past week. Armando's birthday was this past week, and uh, Armando's doing great out in California. I uh, don't think he got hit by the wildfire, so we wish him the best on that. And for Armando's birthday this year, the 49ers have told me they promised Armando they would play this game against the Seahawks. Unfortunately, they're not going to win, and they're not going to cover the spread. So I'm taking the Seahawks, but happy birthday, Armando. <laughs> but they did they did say, though, that in Armando's honor, they will try this week. They may not win, but they're going to try. And and head office management has promised th- they will not bring back Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> they won't do it. Just oh, in case man. anyone was worried about that. Um, have you guys ever – my 49er story is, is thus. Have you ever heard the Robin Williams shtick about the 49ers? I have not. Where, I don't where believe he, I he, have. He, he did a stand-up way back. This is probably back in the 80s. This is long – back when he was just starting to get really big and he's from that area. And he said he would go to anywhere, anywhere near San Francisco. And if he even mentioned anything about football, people would yell out fucking 49ers. (laughs) And he could never figure out why. Yeah. If that was a good, if it was a good thing or bad thing. And I have never, ever heard anyone from that area, maybe Armando might even know that, uh, why that is. Because it kind of is a bit derogatory, is it not? No, I don't know. Um, Changing the sport to baseball is the fucking Orioles in Baltimore. So um, (laughs) only a few years there in San Francisco for for the 49ers can can you not say, fucking 49ers, you know, so I think because I think he, it's probably you know, one of those things. He he finished it off with that he went to a Catholic school now and with Robin Williams, this may not even be true. I don't know. 
And he said they had their cheer before the game from Father Dave was uh, stick 'em, stuck 'em, rick 'em, rock 'em, get that ball and really fight. <laughs> well, maybe they'll be fighting this weekend in San Francisco. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Normando. I know you love the 49ers, but. God, they're just god awful bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to have a fight, all right. There's going to be a fight this weekend. It's going to be a fight to see who can get to the parking lot and get the hell away from the game quick enough. <laughs> yeah, which 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 team will, will announce that they will not be in the playoffs and can start booking tea times? Um, <laughs> uh, following it up, we got we got two left, and then we got about we yep. maybe spend a half hour shooting the shit. Uh, Chargers at Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers three and a half point favorites. I've got to go up to Pittsburgh Steelers on that one. I've got them. They've been looking pretty good. Out. They find ways to win. Um, they just. I don't know. I know they got that tie. They're seven three and one. But they find ways to win. I'm going to go to Steelers. They, uh, the Steelers didn't look very good last week, and. James Conner's now the running back for good. He had a rough game. They had a they have a good passing attack, but the defense of San Diego has been solid. Or excuse me, the Chargers, LA Chargers. Um, yeah. I think the Chargers are the best team that nobody's talking about right now. Uh Rivers is, is looking good. Well, Melvin Gordon being out this week doesn't help. And I'm assuming that's why the Steelers are favorites. But Austin Eckler's a capable backup. I like Keenan Allen, Tyrell, and, and Mike Williams are good, tall receivers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think that's safe. Like I said, I, I, I went with Steelers because they seem to find ways to win. But I will say this. On that AFC West, and I put down San Diego Chargers, or, well, L.A. Chargers now, well, eight and three, and I put a question mark. That's probably a team to watch. That's just what oh, I had are. prior to today's show. Um, that was just the one, just some side notes I had prior to starting. That was one of my side notes. But again, I'm gonna stick by what I said. The Steelers find ways to win. But but if you're if you're watching, I'm telling you the the Chargers are a team to watch at eight and three. They really are. And they. And they just got Joey Bosa back, who had been injured all year. So their front four is even better now that he's back. So it's going to be an interesting game. I think Sandy. I think LA wins it though. So I got the tiebreaker, eh? Yep. Yeah. Well, the Steelers are a bit like the Patriots. Just when you want to count them out. Ben shaky knees, Roethlisberger finds a way, and they somehow get a win. Um, if this game was in L.A., and I'm going to call them the San Diego Chargers because I can, um, I would have picked the Chargers, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. There you go. Hines Field is a tough place to win. Uh, the weather's not going to be cold there either, so that, that sometimes that plays a Heart in Pittsburgh games, but it's going to be nice. Yeah. Um, that takes us to the last game, the Monday Nighter. I wish Tom was here for this one. Uh, the uh, in- NFC East Mediocrity Bowl as the Redskins <laughs> play the Eagles. Um, 
<laughs> Philadelphia is a six and a half point favorite. I don't know how. I guess because the game's in Philadelphia, I suppose. Um, I got to be honest with you, boys. If I had mo- if I had to put money on this game, I would run from my bookie in the other direction as fast as I could run, because I have no clue what versions of these two teams are going to show up. Yeah. Uh, the Redskins don't have a quarterback. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy's Colt McCoy. Um, for that matter, right now the Eagles don't have a quarterback. Carson Wentz has been horrible this year. Uh, they got half their team is hurt. I mean, come on, Adrian Peterson is probably the best player in this game. Who Adrian Peterson is what? I don't know, 125. In running back <laughs> years, anyway. I mean, Give well take. past. Give or take, yeah, well yeah. past his prime, anyway. Um, I guess because I got to take somebody, I'll take Philadelphia just because it's at home. But I have no clue. I got to be honest. Yeah, well, I think it's six and five and five and six, and I think that they're giving them the uh, six and a half points only because they are at home. And um, I'm gonna go with just that same logic. Uh, just uh, out of respect for Tr there, and. Um, <laughs> Why the hell Rom Robinson, um, as we call him. There you go. For him, um, I'll go ahead and take Philly. I don't know what the hell is wrong with that team or either of those teams, really, because Washington, I, sh- forever. Um, but, yeah, Philly. Um, that's, that's at least one touchdown, six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go Philly at home. I am looking at Colt McCoy, who's a decent quarterback, but he's not ready for the NFL in terms of, like, he's been put in midseason and not starting. He he looks okay, but not great. Um, Adrian Peterson, they're going to stack the box and force Colt McCoy to try to beat him, and that's not what Washington does. They need a safe quarterback like Alex Smith, and now that he's gone, they're going to be hurting. Um, Golden Tate's just now figuring out the Philly offense, so now they're going to have two good receivers. Um, in terms of what they can do running the ball, it's a mystery because they really don't have much in that area. Uh, Carson Wentz is another – again, this is, this is a tough game, but it's at home. Washington doesn't have their starting quarterback – and I'm not high on the Redskins anyway, even though they do win games. I'm just not high on them. So I'm going to go with Philly here on this one. So three picks for the Eagles. So that means they're going to lose by about 15. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they're done. (laughs) Well, so that that takes care of that. That wasn't all that painful. Um, so I will I will uh, be uh, listening back to the show and uh, making a quick note of who picked whom, and then on uh, Monday I will post the results on the and much to our probably dismay as we probably all fail miserably, but but that's part of the fun. Is uh, I really find that when you make some picks, even if there's no money on them, it does make watching the games a little bit more interesting. Yeah, if you follow and you try to remember who you picked and why, and then. Tell yourself how stupid you are for real. Why did you? Pick them? <laughs> <laughs> are you an idiot? 
<laughs> but it does happen, and it's a good time. And I know people really seem to get a kick out of listening to it. So for whatever reasons, we're not really sure why. It's kind of a bit of a mystery to us, but you know, give them more until they stop listening. I guess. One thing I will say is our episodes with Bobby are always very popular episodes, and uh, and we do appreciate everybody listening to him because Bobby's a Bobby's a great guy, and, and we love having Thank you on, Bobby. We hope to have you back soon. But if nobody has, please, please go donate to Bobby's Patreon page to help get his podcast to pay for their show hosting fees. It's not cheap to run a podcast. Uh, include hyphens in between everything. It is uh, GoFundMe.com, uh, Bell to Bell Blaze Podcast hosting fees, I believe it is, or something like that. If you go to GoFundMe, you'll find it. And yes. donate to Bobby, and he'll send you a book, or if he has your size, a T-shirt. Because uh, I donated, and I got my T-shirt, and I represent that everywhere I go. And uh, Love that shirt, actually, Bobby. It's a great shirt. Fits great. Wears great. Thank uh, you. So if I anybody wants, wants it, go support Bobby. Support his support his show, and uh and, and show some love because they do a great job over there. Check out Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. He and Jeremy are great. They do an awesome job. I appreciate that plug. And with any donation is acceptable. I think five dollars is the minimum. But anyone that donates twenty dollars or more, like Nate said, I'm gonna send you out an autographed copy of the book uh, or a T-shirt. And in some cases, I send out both. It just depends on how you know. Uh, you hit me up on Twitter at Bobby Blaze seven forty four. And um, then, like I said, we're on Twitter at uh, Bell to Bell Blaze. And then the if you just look up the uh, co-hosting or the hosting fees for that, the way we did that, it's um, we're setting up because we were just trying to make it 18 months. Uh, we thought that'd give us plenty of time to try to establish a podcast, and we will be recording episode. 26 tomorrow, believe it or not. So uh, that'll be out this coming Tuesday, I believe. But we've done 25 podcasts, and as you guys know, in the podcasting business, a lot of times people drop off after about 20, and then uh, they're hanging up. But we're going to try to make it last. Um, we're having good responses from it. We're about $150 shy of our goal of 350. That's all we was asking for. That money does not go to me. Um, that goes into an account so Jeremy can pay the hosting fees. He's not making a dime off of it as he does the editing, producing, uh, directing the whole thing. Um, we just love it. We love doing the podcast. We love our fans. But um, I'll personally um, take the, uh, the loss, if you will, because I've already purchased the books. I've already purchased some T-shirts. Not guaranteeing I have your, your size exactly, but I do take it. I mail it again. I'm not trying to make myself look good. I'm just telling you, I don't take a dime of that money and put towards me. That was merchandise I already had, and I came up with the idea one day. Jeremy, let's make this last 18 months if we can. 350 will cover that, and if they donate $20 or more, I'll give them a T-shirt or a book, and like I said, in some instances, both, and uh, we appreciate it. But um, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, you know, the, the wide men can't jump. I just love that. And uh, I try to plug it anytime I can on uh, uh, Twitter, you know, when I can. And uh, I'll certainly, uh, when I record tomorrow, I'll put you guys over uh, because I always give shout-outs to any podcast I've been on recently. 
And uh, I've got another one scheduled Sunday. Uh, but um, for this week, I'll have to plug the uh, Wide Men Can't Jump in our uh, football follies and picks of the weekend. And hopefully uh, we, we won't look like fools come Monday to see who, how bad we did or how. hopefully we can see how great we did, what football geniuses we are. <laughs> but <laughs> well, we will uh, definitely post, we'll post on Twitter how we did, and uh, we'll tag in it to let you know how the, the record ended up being on Twitter. But – um, I did have a couple things I want to – why we got a couple minutes. Um, yeah. I was thinking, you know, you guys always ask all the time for us to throw ideas at you for your show for top tens. And I always enjoy the top tens and the 25 influ- – or the top ten influential women I thought was well done. Uh, learned a lot. Learned did not know a lot about Mae Young that I learned on the show. So, uh, yes, great I, job. Yes, as did I. For that. Yeah. Jeremy done a great yeah. job on her. I learned a lot about her from on, from that episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. And uh, but I I want to uh, I'm a big personally, I'm a big uh, ladder match kind of guy. I love war games. I love battle royals. If you guys ever did a top ten, either cage matches or top ten war games or top ten ladder matches. I think those would be fun episodes too, because there's been so many war games matches. There's been so many battle royals, and you can throw in your royal rumbles there too. Or but we got your, uh, but, but number one spot number one and spot number two would already be spoken for because as we all know, Bobby Blaze was into war games matches. <laughs> well, let me back up here. So I had at one point thought about cage matches. Okay. Uh, so uh-huh. I'm, write, I, I'm trying to write these down. So you said cage matches, because I think that would be a great if we go back and look at, you know, the top ten cage matches. After that, you said war games and Royal Rumbles. What was some other things? Oh, some ladders or Royal something Rumbles, you said? Ladder, ladder matches, if there's enough, if you, if you can find enough. Because the ladder match didn't really get popular to the early 90s. But I know Candido yeah. uh, and Tracy Smothers had a classic ladder match in Smoky Mountain uh, that would yeah. definitely be on that list. Um but there was uh, ladder matches, battle royals, what was that flash royals. What was that battle royals. Dusty yeah. always used to uh, the Dusty always used to book himself over on all the time. The Bunko Bunko stampedes. Stampedes. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, I think it was it. Those were the uh, like the battle royals, I believe. And then another one I thought would be uh, top ten wrestlers not from the United States. Like you could go anywhere from that. Wow, yeah, I'm writing that one down. I've got that. I wrote down notes for all those. Uh, I, of those, um, I, I had at one point written down cage matches, um, and it's and that was several several weeks ago. It was just something that I thought, well, we may get to. And actually, you you sent out a text on or a tweet or something, and I, I may mm-hmm. I may have gotten it from that to be honest with you, because you had mentioned some other stuff before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, that those are some good topics that we could get to. Well, I, um, I got one being being from up in uh, near Calgary. What about uh, uh, top ten wrestlers with more charisma than Lance Storm? <laughs> <laughs> and I've met Lance, and he's a really nice guy. So I, I say that jokingly, but. <clears throat> I've met Lance. 
Lance is a rather serious fellow, let's be honest. Uh, or at least he comes off as being I was honest. About I said pretty I much met Lance. <laughs> you know, That's another it. good one that I could think of, because Bobby talked about it on the last Bell to Bell, was uh, how hot the crowd was on on Bobby's favorite matches for the uh, the rock and roll and the heavenly bodies. Yeah. He's in the air. Uh, top ten hottest crowds. Whatever you saw, or like even with television, because there's been some crowds over the years. That, and I'm not talking about the, the crowds that try to steal the show and, and interrupt and do stupid stuff like that. That bugs me. Right. I'm talking about crowds that are they're in the tunnel, Nate. In the matches, they are. You got me. You got me. There you go. Sorry better. about that. Yeah, you're better now. I'm talking about crowds, crowds that are into the match and are excited to watch pro wrestling. Those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Best crowd. I think mean, that would be yeah. fun because I, I watched um, I watched something the other day and the crowd was just it was um, Ground Zero back when in '97 when Bret Hart was doing the uh, anti-American gimmick and uh, the Patriot put him in the uh, the sharpshooter and I thought the roof was going to come off Louisville Gardens uh, whenever he did that that was, that was good stuff. Have you ever wanted to flip it around? What was it? Have you ever wanted to flip it around maybe once or twice and instead of 10 best, going with 10 worst? Yeah, we have. There's two things we considered was uh, or have been uh, 10 worst. Uh, we did worst gimmicks that didn't get over or something like that. But, yeah, we thought about 10 worst. Yeah. But we also thought about doing an equal, like a five and five. So you'd have your five greatest and your five worst and whatever category that was. So those were two ideas that have been kicked around. Um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I was just thinking, because one that might be even more interesting, but it might be require a bit of work, would be like 10 that, that were neither, you know, like uh, 10 most mediocre, you know, didn't get over, didn't suck, but or something along those lines where there might be stuff that people didn't know about, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. In a roundabout way. Uh, That's interesting. I'm I'm trying to think of like something specific. Like every once in a while, or even on Jim's show, somebody will ask him about some guy, and I go, I don't I don't know who that was. Yeah, uh, um, but that but that might be yeah that might be a little bit too. Uh, might be you might end up with top ten. Shaft. Top ten workers you top ten best workers you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, because you know what kind of goes off maybe some of these um, uh, when you were saying not from the U.S. and. Uh, there's yeah. so many guys like that. I, I, no disrespect, but I have seen so many talented guys from Canada, and I just kind of throw them in with the United States group, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. With, I mean, uh, you, with, uh, yeah. you could go so far as to say top ten wrestlers not from North America. You could okay, I, got, I, got a good, I got a good one. What about ten best guys from uh, pick pick whichever one you want? Ten best guys from WCW, ten best guys from WWE who moved, and were then the were not the best anymore. Mm. Or or vice versa, ten guys from WCW who weren't over at all who moved to WWE and became Ooh, yeah. all that in the all that in a bag of chips. I would. Well, Lord, you, I can think of five right off the bat. Think of five. Real, real yeah, quick there, on that there one might be yeah. some. You know, there's some painfully obvious ones like maybe Jericho. 
uh, comes to mind right away from WCW. But being, yeah, I mean, you were in both, so you might you might have some insight there that some other people may not. Uh, that yeah. might be interesting. Well, I was just going to say, even with throwing where I was going with it, was throwing the Canadians with the Americans, because I think when you go to Mexico, even though it's North America, that's a whole different, yeah. the, the lucha is a whole different thing. And I've seen so many tremendous performers there. But some of the guys I've got to see when I was over in England and over in Japan that people oh, never yeah. heard of, maybe, not just your main stars, you know. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, that that could be a very good possibility. I like the idea also what you said there. If you go, uh, I think it'd be easy. I think Nate, you said it. Uh, you spoke up rather quick. You could name five guys that were in WCW that went to WWF or WWE just that got over. Um, and then of course, guys that just went from one to the other that stunk it up or didn't get over. But also how about guys that quote come out of nowhere you know, when I say nowhere, let's go with let's just go with one of two places. Uh, no disrespect to either place, meaning nowhere, because uh, we're going to be doing a, a special on this coming up. But uh, say Stampede or say Memphis, you know, oh, yeah. like you're watching WWF or WWE TV. Well, say WWF because at that time Memphis and Stampede were running, and you're like, where the hell did this guy come from? Because unless you had the magazines back then or were tape traders you know, before everything came like it is now, pre-internet, we'll say, uh, this guy could have been working in Calgary for, you know, for Sam Pete for two or three years, and you may or may not have seen his name in a magazine or this and that. Next thing you know, he's on WWF TV. You're like, holy shit, this guy's talented as can be. Same thing of Memphis. A guy come through there, work, uh, you know, two, three weeks, two, three months, or be there for a year, and you're like, unless you watched that product or saw his name in a magazine or something, when he showed up, those were the guys <laughs> that were ready to go, so to say. Does that make sense? Being, you know, they didn't yeah, just show up Canada, like... Canada, I can really give you that, because uh, Stampede, for instance, like I had no idea that, uh, I don't know, uh, Honky Tonk Man would be one. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had a whole career long before he got anywhere near Stampede Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, stomp, the Archie the Stomper Goldie was another one who would just show up right. and you would go, where in the hell is this guy? Who is he? Where did he come from? And my God, what a beast. <laughs> and of course, and they never told you. You know, They were quite careful to... to uh, Harley Race yeah. was another one. I didn't know a thing about Harley Race. And suddenly, you know, here's the world champion Harley Race on Stampede Wrestling kicking the shit out of uh, at that time probably <laughs> Stu Hart, to be honest. Um, and I, we didn't know. And that was yeah. kind of the beauty of it. Yeah, you, you see these you see these guys come on TV and you're like, you know, who's this Flex Cavana kid wrestling in Memphis? Yeah. And now you look up and it's The Rock and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Another another guy that would fall into that category would be uh, Rick Rude because Rick Rude went from Mid South uh, yeah. to Memphis in the talent trade with um, between Memphis and Mid South to get the Midnight yeah. Express and those guys and Rick Rude didn't have much of a career at that time, but he really got made in Memphis because of that. Yeah. So he was yep. the guy I would consider. And I, I know Jeremy loves Rick Rude. And as probably you do, a so. lot of, um, AWA I'm going to throw a guy too. there. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, just, I, just, I mean, there again, being in Canada, I mean, we got Stampede and then WWF from Toronto. Well, I was going to throw you a Canadian guy out there that just blew me away that I think when I was talking about talent that other people may have not heard of. Um, I'll tell you, one of the 
the best talents I thought ever uh, was uh, Leo Burke. Man, Leo uh, Burke. Oh, yes. I saw Leo, Leo Burke when I was you know, a young boy. Yeah, you know, he worked out in the Maritimes. He got to go down in Texas and work down there. And then, of course, he worked Stampede. He, he, he'd been to Japan and Mexico and, and Puerto Rico. But being from Canada, and, and Leo was a tremendous worker, man. And I never knew who he was until I got to go out and work in the Maritimes. But I know, you know, he was so over out in Stampede, too. Just, uh, yeah, just a tremendous talent. Uh, just talking about what we was talking about earlier, just mentioning wrestlers that someone may have, others may have not have ever heard of, which, you know, it's just someone from Canada that I, I never had. And I came home after my first or second tour, went through some old magazines I'd saved forever. And there was several articles about Leo Burke from back in the day. And I was like, man, I just got through, you know, doing eight weeks with this guy or whatever it was, you know, it's just, um, so sometimes, you know, you just, like you said, the same thing like Rude. You did that talent exchange, and he went to, what, Mid-South, come over to Memphis, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, he's Crockett, I guess, or look, maybe some AWA, and then Crockett, and then boom, he's on top of the world in, in WWF, you know. So um, those guys come from somewhere, you know. Yeah. The 10-year overnight successes, you know, that's the thing. The 10-year overnight successes. So definitely, but, Crazy. but guys, listen, I appreciate you having me on a show. I'll definitely give no you problem. a shout out and a plug tomorrow uh, for the recording bar show next week. But uh, hope we get these uh, football follies and hope we get them all correct and win lots and lots of uh, monopoly money that we, we played with. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to get out of here and get ready to start my Friday evening. I have a couple of things I need to do. So, um, all right. I, I well, we appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, thank you for letting me be a part of your show. And I appreciate it. I wish you gentlemen the best of luck and much continued success anytime. on the, uh, on the podcast. So anytime, Bobby, as close as we, as close as we live together, Bobby, we have to get together and have, and uh, grab a bite to eat sometime. That sounds like a plan to me. If it involves food All or right. drinks, there's a good chance right. I'm there. <laughs> we might even we might even invite that Shane Storm character along. You never know, man. You never know. Or Craig Sabine <laughs> or those guys. That's right. That's right. But right thanks Bobby. again, Take guys, and have a great evening and weekend. Thank you. You See too, you, sir. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that I'll was be Bobby ladies and gentlemen. Always entertaining, always a good time. Uh, Never let you down. A little bit of ha-ha's, a little bit of serious, mostly ha-ha's, which we enjoy on this show. Uh, That was wonderful. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. So much knowledge about all kinds of just worldly stuff. Bobby's a great guy. And I feel bad because uh, while we were talking, somebody was on the board. Um, Ah. But with the number one 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 one, I just didn't feel that's like called a pr- that's, that's called a prank call right there. <laughs> I, I would say so. So I kind of ignored that one. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, that was that was a good show. Uh, Bobby was great as always. Always delivers. Uh, always. Just one of them guys, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't know quite how to put it, you know, because he's. I mean. He, He's much more celebrity than we are, certainly. And oh, yeah, yet, he's very down to earth. 
and yet you would never know it, you know, just a regular dude, uh, no airs about him. Um, if he's got an ego, he hides it very well. You know, he's very, uh, I mean, we all have a bit of an ego, I guess, but uh, down to earth yeah. guy, doesn't, don't act better than anybody else. Kind of guy that, you know, if you were, if you had to have a beer with somebody and shoot the shit, you were forced oh, yeah. to sit in a room with someone and have a beer, Bobby Blaze would be somebody you'd pick because at least you wouldn't be bored. And, and you yeah. and I don't even like beer. So that's a, We don't. So. <laughs> but, Tim, I've got... But with that, I guess we, uh, you've got uh, have, parental duties to get I've to. I've got a... I do, indeed, and i got to get an oil change here in a few minutes. So i got to go do that. Other things, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, as always, uh, this has been the uh, Wide Men Radio Network with Tim and Nate. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, Tom Robinson... Uh, on hiatus as he continues his Midwestern tour of Roman bathhouses. Um, <laughs> he'll be back as soon as he's done with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know me, right? <laughs> I do know you. You know me. I had to throw that out there. But go back uh, no. if you and listen to Bobby's story at the beginning about... Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm days in, to, in, Tampa, in his days in Tampa Bay, he was pretty hilarious. Um, and uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, uh, thanks to everyone who listened, as always. Thanks to our great sponsors. Uh, what is it? Well, freecams.com. Wowfreecam.com and the law offices of Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New, our man, Stephen P. New, and. Uh, with that, we'll uh, catch you on the other side. Don't know when. I guess Wednesday at the latest for Wide Men Can't Jump, but maybe somewhere in between there. Who knows? Hard to say. Um, we'll keep you posted. And with- Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise. Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, Rate the show and tell us how we did. 